at first, did I even hear it? <laughs> Is my soul back inside my body? I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what did you say? Who brought this? Yep. Who brought this? That could be so many movies. Not like that. Not when said like that. Damn, I do not know. It's a movie I did already, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to feel... Did I know it then? No. Okay, so, all right, thank you. Well, guys, <laughs> welcome back to The Read. I am... Hmm, Rude. I am One Punch Man. Okay, I am Samantha Irby. And this is The Read. So, guys, welcome back. It's so it's cold back. outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are icebergs everywhere. But we made it anyway. And we're here to talk about things in the like. Starting with Black Excellence. This week, Black Excellence goes out to a man by the name of David Yancey. David Yancey is a government and history teacher. Mm, the oh, okay. This, the these classes they have legit names and things. <laughs> I think government we just call it social studies. I think. Oh, so this is for children or? Well, he teaches at Edwards Middle School in Conyers. Rockdale oh yeah, I was County. definitely in social studies in middle school. So Absolutely. Going ahead. <laughs> definitely like I was. think that when you got to high school, like they would break the social studies down into different stuff. Like okay, this year you had biology. No, that was science. We had like U.S. government, history, yeah. Oklahoma history. Oh, so then government and history. That is the whatever. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been in middle anything. Um, the point it's is, all right, fuck school. <laughs> David um, went viral online after he remixed uh, "Bad and Bougie" by Migos and oh. turned it into a history lesson oh, about the American Civil War. Now, I'm not going to play any of it. Oh, I was about to say, where is the iTunes link? I need it. <laughs> but you can go onto the line. I'm reading this on AJC.com. And you should watch the whole video. Um, It's brilliant. The class is absolutely into it. Okay. And I just salute this brother for um, being the teacher that... I feel like we all had that one teacher, at least in the school somewhere, that was just like, okay, like school blows and i get it yeah so i'm gonna try and make this as engaging for y'all as possible make this a safe space i absolutely will kick your little asses out of here if i have to do it Mm -hmm. but i don't make me right we can all be cool and get through this together because i am here for you and i want you to be something when you get out of here those were the teachers where on the days when y'all, like the class was just being assholes and pissed off like the cool teacher, everybody else would be like, bitch, see, I'm going to beat your ass yeah. after school. I swear to God. Because yeah. Miss Williams is nice. Right. And she don't never be doing nothing. That is and so true. y'all go, get no honey. No, no, bitch, I'm slapping you, bitch. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, can't You be know your teacher, teacher is doing the right thing when somebody else <laughs> acting up in class and be like, <laughs> you have a student be like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> He said, turn to page 52. Don't get fucked up behind Mr. Banks. I will do it. Do not do it. Go ahead, Mr. (laughs) Yancey, as you were saying. These kids is rude. Um, I love it. So uh, the record was remixed from Bad and Bougie to uh, a record that he calls uh, Mad and Losing. Mad and losing. Oh, is this about the current administration? <laughs> it might as well. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. But it's about the Civil War. Oh, the <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so. How 
appropriate. <laughs> wow. He also has a video where he switched Adele's hello to a lesson about Cherokee Indians and the removal act of 1830. And so it's really cool to be able to take... Um, first of all, teachers don't get paid enough to just be making remixes they and doing do pop uh, Hot 100 Mm-mm. covers no. and things like that. The like, check is not big enough to cover creative go home, ideas for these kids also. Grade papers <laughs> and produce your own music Yes, to then perform in class. And don't have to grade like essays where you have to sit there and read every shitty word that these little dumbasses wrote. Oh my God. Uh-uh. They do well, not get paid enough. So, Mm-mm. salute to you for making yes. it great shout out, out there to you. in Rockdale. And, um, yeah, yeah shout out to great. him and teachers and teaching and being someone who actually gives a shit yeah. about kids and learning and being somebody when they grow up. Because I can speak from, I have spoken from experience of having teachers who didn't give a third or fourth of a fuck oh, yeah. about anything that had to do with my education. And yeah. I had no problem saying it to my face. Right, me too. <laughs> so. And those teachers are truly shitty, but looking back, the ones who were in the middle of the road who were like, you know, I love teaching, but... I hate y'all too. I, these kids are <laughs> getting on my fucking nerves. Those are the teachers I feel like I really identify with the most. Because if I was an educator, I would not be the fun one coming up with remixes. and I would probably be the one who's like, can, can we just have a mutual agreement to not get on each other's nerves? Y'all don't bother me, and I won't bother y'all. Like, can we just, just be cool? <laughs> Trying to reason with these kids, man. I can't do it. Shout out to teachers. Also, um, shout out to HBO's Insecure and, and Issa Rae. They will be Yay. back with season two on July 23rd. No word yet if um, Lawrence is going to die in a fiery car crash on episode one. But I guess we'll wait to see on July 23rd. I kind of doubt it. I really kind of doubt it. You never know. Anything could happen. I kind of feel like Hopefully what will happen is that he will ride off of the side of a cliff and die. No, he going to keep riding on off into Tasha. Moving along to... Uh, oh, God, and thank you to the million of you who pointed out last week that we forgot to mention Moonlight winning Best Picture at the Oscars, which was not they something... They did, too. <laughs> See, that was the thing. Like, obviously, we're very happy and proud for the film, specifically for, you know, the black people involved in it, and less so the the white producers who actually won the award. But, like, I felt like that whole situation was so orchestrated, like, it was so deliberately done that it made me mad. Like, it made me not even want to talk about it because I just didn't even want to get into the whole, like, so y'all really let these white people come up here and give speeches and then act like fake benevolent and be like, oh, but really, black friends, come up here and have your award. Like, the whole thing just... We appreciate you so much and we love... Oh, my God. Oh, I just love Moonlight. Oh, my God. We love the black... Like, it just, it annoyed me so bad. But I actually lived, like, it took me a minute to come down off of my petty and realize that that was problematic. Because at first, I was so excited to see white faces crack in favor of uh, blackness. Mm -hmm. And so I was just happy to see, you you know, them holding awards in their hands that they had to give to black people. But... I was with friends and one of them basically said the same thing. Yeah. This kind of overshadowed the win. They robbed Moonlight of that moment. That's really true. Right. Like, which is not the biggest deal, but like y'all just robbed them of of hearing Best Picture Moonlight. Y'all, you just took that away. But. Made it about white people when it was already going to be awarded to white people anyway. Best Picture. (sighs) Yes. So anyway, though. First LGBT film. 
to win Best Picture. Come on now. Come on now. And first black, blackity black, all black ass black, black movie. Yes. To win. And got re-released, I think, in additional theaters after the win and all that. And? And shout out to my baby father, Mahershala Ali. I thought that you were going to say my baby father, Trevante. No, I won't be arguing with you and the rest of the internet over Trevante because everybody wants him. And I just... I did have an inappropriate uh, dream about Mahershala Ali the other day. But I think it's because I fell asleep with Luke Cage on him. Okay. Well, that's understandable. Um, it is. But either way, yes, very excited for them and mm. for Miami, Florida. Yeah. Take it. That is just home. such a fucking win. Oh, man. Mm, mm, mm. I was reading in some newspaper article online that uh, the Barry Jenkins, right? That's his name. Yeah. He was talking about how, you know, they were going back to Miami. And, of course, they're using massive lights in the streets at night. And mothers were coming up to them talking about, you know, normally we can't let the kids come outside and play at night. But y'all are here. So the lights are in the streets, you know, so it's safer. And kids were coming up to them like stunned had never seen you know big ass cameras like that and all those different people and he was like all these little black boys and girls were like wow like they're filming a movie here like we could do something like this right. and how it was just so inspirational I'm like Moonlight is fucking Moon- that is one of thousands of reasons that Moonlight deserved that win over fucking La La Land white people and jazz <laughs> which isn't <laughs> which isn't even theirs right white jazz on top of that like not even ow. Anyway, it's like the Macklemore documentary it, trying to win over oh, like anything else. It is. It is just like Macklemore being like, "Oh, well, I'm up here winning, but you know, Kendrick should have got this. You should have got this. Except Kendrick. Let's didn't. talk about it on Instagram. But yeah, that young both the yes, yes the the kid who plays young Chiron. Mm-hmm. Went right back to school. <laughs> Him and his co-star. <laughs> the teenager? Who played his best friend. No, oh, the, 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 other, the youngest the two little ones. ones. Okay. They went right back to school in Miami. <laughs> were right back in class like... My mama said... Well... My mama yeah, said yeah. the Oscars... <laughs> that ain't enough. So... I'm right back in school. Yeah, what's I'm up? right here. Best in class. picture and better get a hundred on the spelling test or that's going to be my ass. And their teacher used it. Like they were on the news and she was like... This is a sign that parents should, if your kids show any kind of interest in arts or creative stuff, stand behind them and push them. These yeah. kids right back here in school like they were. <laughs> Although, Lil Chiron about to be on a Showtime show. I can't remember what show it is that they said, but he's moving right along with his uh, acting career yeah. and so on. But I just, to take home that win, Black, Gay, and Miami. My God, right? It's you. It's me. It's you. I like, basically won that's best That's yours, picture. right. Your life. Well, not your life, but like, yeah, no. but like you, Close somebody enough. who shares so much in common with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And the boy who played teenage Chiron, first of all, nigga broke my heart. Like, seriously, one of the best performances I've seen yeah. from anybody ever doing anything. Just the amount of emotion, the range that young man showed. Like, I get choked up thinking about it so I can't wait to see what he does I want to see him Blu-ray in everything I got my Blu-ray copy of it and it says <sighs> Golden Globe nominations on it and if they put out another one that says Best Picture winner which I just feel like they should I'm buying it you should too. yeah you should so and I'm gonna get a Moonlight poster congrats to the cast and frame it and put it somewhere in my house oh, go Blacks cause that movie's everything 
So moving right along to the trash. Now, first of all, we're not even going to waste too much time because we wasted enough. And <laughs> I, I really have a lot to say about pretty much just one thing. And so let's just breeze through this. Um, Keenan and Cal are talking about doing a movie together. Super excited for Yay. them. I was actually watching all that on what they call the splat which is like throwback Nickelodeon. Oh, for people who were kids in the 90s? Yes. Uh, okay, well, I need to find that channel. It's it's Teen Nick or Nick to one of them, but it happens like only at night when only people Nick? from the 90s should still be up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I was on there okay. watching all that, and I was like, these primarily colored children yeah. were on here Had a variety show. doing a variety <laughs> show of their own and they were funny they were funny like funny legit hilarious I was sitting up there cracking up yeah, watching Cal Mitchell do the Good Burger sketches before the movie came out yeah. like, they were funny as hell they were they really were and had legit musicians coming on too I they mean, was TLC did the theme song. So Exactly, exactly. Anyway, so that's exciting. They're talking about doing something together, which I'm really excited to see. Next, Cordell Stewart won $3 million <laughs> in a defamation lawsuit against on Andrew um, I'm Delivered Caldwell. Oh, yes. After Andrew alleged that he and Cordell had a steamy love affair somewhere outside of Waffle House or some shit. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but he basically lied. <laughs> And told the girls that him and Cordell Stewart were fucking once upon a time. Cordell clearly said, oh, bitch, you got the wrong one. Because even if I am rolling around with the gays, please believe it wouldn't be someone like you who wears a sweater around his neck like a Banks. I don't know. I just made that up. I was about to say, what a quote. I I thought he was going to be like, at least give me a park, bitch. Waffle House. Right. (laughs) I don't fucking think so. I have dignity. $1.5 million in general damages and $1.5 million dollars in punitive damages mm-hmm. i like that word me too um as i'm reading the daily mail quote as his reputation was significantly hurt by the green. okay we'll take it you know what because you should be smarter than that because like mean, you should but i watched it like you didn't think that he was gonna sue you like he's tired of people calling him gay <laughs> even if he is but that you came out of here out of nowhere you can't prove it so Bring leave it. me alone. Exactly. <laughs> and I can't be mad at that. But you know, of the three million you won, you're going to see about 300. And that's being generous. You're not going to see that three million. And honestly, Cordell Stewart seems so petty that that's probably good enough for him. Yeah. He just want, he wanted the win. He wanted officially to be like, okay, right. the rest of you hoes is on notice. Exactly. You think you're cute in these Instagram videos talking shit. I don't even need no money. Just know that this this can be you next. (laughs) This could picture yourself. And you don't have the million dollars to give I do, but you don't have anything. So leave me alone. So you would want to not fuck with me. Don't let him actually sue for an amount that niggas would have to pay. Right. Like thirty five hundred, something where niggas would be like, Oh my God, where am I gonna get three thousand five hundred? Right. Oh bitch. And then the and then the courts or whoever just take it right on out your check. My God. <laughs> Whatever. Woo! Andrew Caldwell is already saying that it's not true that he didn't he didn't actually lose and et cetera, et cetera. But girl, mm. I mean, we again, we only know who you are because you lie. Oh, God bless. I still feel like he was totally manipulated and like just 
that church did him so wrong. They just did so wrong by him. I did think that initially, but he has been riding the wave of this for such a long time that I don't mm-hmm. think that anymore. I think that he knew full well what was going on. I think that he probably did want to be accepted and, you know, whatever within the actual church. Mm-hmm. But the viral thing, he knew what was going on when he did it, and it becoming viral just gave him an excuse to roll with it afterwards. I don't think that he has any trouble with who he is or knowing what his sexuality is or anything like that. He just wants attention. Well, I don't keep up with him on the internet, so he could be, you know. I try not to as well. Shout out to my friend Candace from Miami because she thinks he's a fucking hoot. She's always, <laughs> we be laughing at his ass all day long. She sends me the clips. But he's like, he's legitimately ridiculous. And okay. honestly, he should probably be on my sick and shut in list as well. Oh, okay. Well, Were you just like, I'm not talking about this person no because more. They need help need and prayer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. Get Out has passed the $100 million mark. This yes. should have actually been in black excellence. Um, I just want to say that I remember when the trailer came out for Get Out last year and watching that trailer and just being like, seeing written and produced and direct and thought of and from the mind of Jordan yeah. Peele and being like, mm, I don't know. It's going to be a no from me, dog. I just don't think so. And it got closer and I saw more trailers and I had actually seen the star of the film whose name I should know by now, but I'm so sorry, sir. I want to say Daniel. Daniel, I don't remember how to say his last name. Oh, I cannot say that name, and I'm not going to embarrass myself. So. It's a K word. Okay, well. Okay. I'm not going to do it I because I don't want to be dragged. But <laughs> I had watched him on Black Mirror um, before Get Out came out, and I really liked that episode, and it's also sci-fi, thrillery, whatever. So they got closer, and I said, you know what? Let's just go ahead and go and see what this is all about. My God. What a film. Once I got what a good time. I wasn't I don't do scary movies. But once I got a clearer idea of like the synopsis, I said, I must see this. Right. There's no (laughs) I have to see this. And then I was blown away the first time. Then I went back again to catch all the little extra details. And I don't think it's out in Europe yet. And I know how y'all do about spoilers and so I'm just not even gonna do all that. But I I will say it was definitely worth the second watch for me because I picked up a lot of tiny shit in the background and in the dialogue where I was just like, my God, what a movie. It was a lot of fun. Another great movie that is centered around blackness or just, you know, exists in that plane that we're celebrating that wasn't necessarily about, you know, a bunch of slaves being raped and murdered. Hmm. That's it. Yes. And so I don't <laughs> you should, have anything. You should just go see you, it. You, if you have not seen it, I think they have been saying that you need to see this movie in the theaters with a theater audience. I agree. Um, I think it will definitely help you get a great experience because mm-hmm. it definitely helped me. I mean, and not that, I think I would have enjoyed it if I watched it alone in my apartment. But yeah. Kudos to you, Peel. Good job. And he said he's going to make more social thrillers or whatever they're calling them. Yeah. Um, And I can't wait to see what he comes up with next. Yeah, because I'm wondering, is it going to be like a a homosexuality thing? Is it going to be a Christianity thing? That's really going to shake the table. (laughs) Like, I just feel like he could go a bunch of different ways with this. Oh, my gosh. Jordan, call me and let's make my idea about how racists are actually demons living on Earth in disguise. Kind of like a mix of Legion not the new show but the movie and American Gods okay I don't know imagine if Trump was like actually just a demon in like a bag of skin that's really not that hard to imagine like the roach from the first Men in Black like Men in Black 
Uh, I got you now. Just that. Got it. But like that's how they all are and they're demonic and Trump now being the president, right, is like their their sacred devil like like they're doing incantations and stuff in okay. the White House to bring apo- like bring the apocalypse about us. And okay. so now we need a savior. Black people. Orion's belt. Yes, to come from <laughs> Ryan's mouth. Sure, the the men in black references still work. And <laughs> That's the only way I'm staying with you. <laughs> to just come together. We need a bunch of Will Smiths to okay. come through with Orion's belts. Okay. And to destroy the racist demons. Got it. I'm ready to make it happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all should do y'all Give should, or take. Y'all should be writing this right now. Let's go. We'll make it happen. Um... Oh, uh, Beyonce, there is rumor that the twins could either be a boy or two boys after she was photographed um, in a sickening all-black number with her pregnant belly. So fucking cute. Um, And earrings that the Hive uh, recognizes the same earrings, earrings she wore in the If I Were a Boy video. We do know that Beyonce loves hints. She does. And we so, do know she loves to troll. Yes. Probably more than hints. She probably doesn't give a fuck about hints as much as she does about trolling us. Like that time she was laying down in the sand and had like a fake pregnant sand belly on yes. her and we, were, and we lost it. She was just smiling like, y'all are going to lose it. I can't wait. She's fucking rude. And she probably put them in his own. Like, it's going to take one and a half hours before somebody <laughs> says, I'm having boys. Yeah. Because she knew it. Yeah, she does. <laughs> She's she probably having right into the catalog. two girls. And just like, mm, this is just little, let's see them talk about man, it. Man, she, uh, she loves to fuck with us. I can't do it. I, I can't do the conspiracy theories, man. That's really all I can say about this is that she could literally be having a unicorn and a dragon. I have no idea what's happening to this woman. But she does love trolling us. And that in itself is fun. And I just can't wait to see. I hope they're both healthy. And I know that they'll have like... Their debut live stage performance probably a week or two after getting here. Right. So I'm just excited <sighs> to hear more about him. Yeah. So I'll find out whenever Beyonce wants me to know, that's when I'll find out. And I have just accepted this. I can't. Maybe we'll get lucky. I can't do the anticipation with her. Maybe we'll get lucky and she'll have the babies and then she'll be like, yes, ma, you can tell them. <laughs> you know? And like Miss Tina will be like, oh, okay, let me tell you. Sidebar. Speaking of. She posted a video, video. of her and her husband <laughs> getting barbecue so in Houston. And she was like, where are you? Where? And he said the barbecue place they were getting. Oh, and what state? Texas. Oh, yep. The home of barbecue. And they had this battle <laughs> right. about it. They are so fucking cute. It, I thought you was going to talk about that video where he put up his, she was like panning to him and he was talking about, they was talking about Texas stuff that he put up his middle finger instead of like the hook em horns. And she was like, he's no, just mad and I'm going to have to go to H-Town and get my people on him to let him know he don't disrespect us. They like, I love her. Are like high school sweethearts she, in high they, school. They are everything, man. That is so fucking cute. And his daughter looks like a 17-year-old. She does. Bianca Lawson, it just don't make no fucking sense. Still looks so young. It just, it it blows my mind every time I look at her. Like, girl, you have looked like that. It's the same thing with Gabrielle Union. Like, she's gotten older, but the youth in the face... 
Like you go back to the early '90s and look at her, and you're like, "Wow, you literally exactly look the same. You look like a grown version, but like this is just the face you have always had, bitch. Like you look like you now shop at different places. Like, <laughs> like you look at money. Yeah, you have more money. <laughs> Things have happened. You're doing well, but just like the Your sheer physical, youthful beauty, everything it's just, is it's the same. It don't make no fuck. I watch being Mary J, and I look at Gabrielle Union like, "Wow, bitch, you are you've been fine all my life." If that bitch ever in her mouth opens up, if she says, burr, it's cold in here, I'm looking at my date. I'm looking at the calendar (laughs) to make sure that I didn't get lost in a time loop and sucked back in time. Did you see this article on the internet about this Irish politician who, or this this Irish journalist who emailed every member of whatever their government was was called with three questions. Talking about, like, do you like Beyonce? If yes, what's your favorite Beyonce song? And if no, why not? And all of this, almost all of the ones who responded were like, I love Beyonce. And a few of them were like, yes, and I saw her in Central Park and it slayed my life or whatever. One of the women was like, I think she said Irreplaceable was her favorite song, which made me cackle. But it was just like, I didn't even realize. I mean, I know she's Beyonce, but I would have never thought that like politicians in Ireland fucked with Beyonce or like knew her music. I just don't. Anyway, I'll Does stand she? all day. So, Nicki Minaj. Oh my God, is that the story? <laughs> So, forewarning. Oh, God. I plan on ranting. Nicki Minaj, approximately five, six days ago, finally responded to Remy Ma's Sheether on a song called No Frauds. Now, (laughs) I guess I should say that she released three songs at a time. One of them is called Changed It, I believe, mm-hmm. featuring Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. One of them is called Regret in Your Tears. And then there's the No Frauds record, which features Drake and Lil Tunchi. Changed It was forgettable for me. Um, but it is not nearly as bad as Regret in Your Tears, which I despise. Okay. Simply because it's Nicki Minaj. If that makes me a hater, then then that's that's fine. There are several other people who I feel like probably could have done that song, and I also would not have liked it because it is them. It isn't the song. It's just I feel like that song would have been better suited for someone else. Okay. Um. But I'm sure that her fans will like it, and I actually don't like. I could see it maybe doing well in some pop circuits and young people liking it. It's not like the worst song ever. I just don't like it for her. Okay. So moving on to the meat and potatoes and the actual ass reason that we're here without the distraction of the other two songs that nobody really gives a fuck about. No frauds. I enjoyed it. I will say that it was lyrically, it was just as good as I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. Like when I said that I thought that she could come back with something solid for her, that is what I was talking about. Now, I still think she could have gotten harder than that. Um, I understand that she's trying to keep up appearances, which we'll discuss in a second. In, um, In her verse... She says things like, um, 
basically the only cutting things she really says are uh, what kind of mother will leave her son over a thousand dollars referencing the money that she shot her friend over who allegedly stole it or whatever she also says bitch you also got surgery I have before and after pictures of it she says Rashid Ali took her to her doctor to get the surgeries um, but she still looks like nah. Like, leave the nah thing alone. Like, like why does she keep doing it? Um, oh, man. Uh, she also says... Yeah, yeah, there are a few good lines. She never signed a 360 deal. Jay-Z didn't clear his verse for her album. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like that was really the majority of the shit that actually mattered. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She also accused Remy of having a ghostwriter since another one was not as good as she either was. And that's just about it. Then Drake comes on there and, you know, <laughs> basically meh. Drakes it up. Yeah, he drakes it up, gives it a little fun flow and some random melody and calls Nicki Minaj fine. Lil Wayne, I could barely understand what he was saying. At some point, I know he called himself a dinosaur and also said that Nicki Minaj is fine. And that was kind of it. (laughs) So, I kind of, I don't know why she didn't just do the song by herself. And I know her fans are like, well, y'all saying that if she came back however long she needed to have Drake and Lil Wayne and Young Money on the the song. We also said that Jesus should produce it. <laughs> and that Marilyn Monroe should host the mixtape. <laughs> right. Thank you. But of course they don't know that. Anyway, <clears throat> her she's the best part of the song. And really the only reason right. the song is charting they right now. They didn't really help it. At so all. It, you could have just left them off and not had to bring in two people to help you on a disc record because you ha- you definitely had the strongest part of it. Like It was kind of like you wanted people there to remind everybody that like the kings of rap think you fine. So... I don't it was, know. This is just, it's it's very clearly the same song that she was recording when she took those pictures after, like, right after she broke up with me and still had them braids in mm, from the island. Yeah. She took them pictures with Drake and Lil Wayne in the studio. It's clearly a song that was done then. And the only thing that has changed since Sheether is right from where she says, you can't be Pablo if your work ain't selling up until the end of her verse. Yeah. Everything, in my opinion, was probably there prior, which is fine. Again, I like the song as a song. Um, and as a response from Nicki Minaj, decent. Acceptable. Okay. Satisfactory. Okay, yes. If it, if it was a pass or fail, then I would give it a pass. I would not say that Nicki like, totally dropped the ball on this. I didn't hate it, you know, listening to it. It was not... I knew Nicki Minaj was not going to come back with something that would lyrically be superior to Sheetha. No, and I did. knew that Nicki Minaj was and so even I'm I'm happy even that Nicki actually did finally put something out because it was getting ridiculous. Yeah. But everything I said last week still stands as far as who has the crown and It should. I mean because nothing is strange. That did not if y'all really expect me to say or consider that this this shit that Nikki put out was at all superior to sheet that I just cannot no you just cannot be that deluded I accept no frauds as a temporary bop um okay I just that throw your wrists up <laughs> like that I just enjoy that little you know she yeah. can make a cute song and I do she think can. that it was intelligent to use the response um 
to make the single response. I said that's what she was going to do. She's going to go, like, release a single or whatever, and she's going to take shots at her on the single, because that's exactly what Drake did. She didn't make up the recipe. She literally in the same studio with <laughs> Nika, and it's just a good idea, you know? Yeah. So, again, rap sale queen, Bitch. rap business queen. That's right. Like, <laughs> take it all. Those belong to you. Somebody reminded me she does not have the best rap makeup line that goes to Queen Latifah. And her contract with CoverGirl, bitch. <laughs> don't forget it. You don't ever shit on the Queen collection. <laughs> right. Oh, no. The, the King Latifah stance came for me early and quick. <laughs> bitch, have you forgotten? Don't you have in your life forget about <laughs> Queen the Latifah queen gave you, okay? She gave y'all black ass foundations and everything. She got a whole. She's been nah. highlighting the girls forever. She said, nah. Um. So, yes, I do like it as a song um, and even as a response, and she can get my respect for responding. Yeah. As as far as the beef itself goes, and who is the queen of rap with the materials we've been given, nothing is different. Right. Remy Ma still won. Sheether above and beyond <laughs> in terms of, like, like, miles ahead. Yeah. But... The great thing about this is that both of these women will be fine. And so everybody else should probably chill. Yes. Now, here is what frustrates me and what... Oh, Lord. Aggravates me the most about Nicki Minaj is that (laughs) you could have just put that out, let that be in your statement, and gone right back to being quiet like your ass was doing in Paris when you were trying to figure out what the fuck it was that you was going to do and how you was going to respond and who going to write what and what next and what forth. (laughs) But instead, she put the song out and got on Instagram, and I'm going to read all of this, which okay. you know I never do. <laughs> right. No frauds. Facts only. Those are hashtags. Okay. Featuring Drake and Wayne. Young money to the death of me. Committing perjury. Hashtag I got before and after pictures of your surgery. Hashtag stop surgery shaming before I post them. Which I laughed. I don't care. I did. Stop surgery shaming. Like, that's how you address your surgery? Say stop surgery shaming. Somebody who has consistently said that she didn't have surgery and then was like, don't worry about whether I did or didn't. It's just like, this just, okay, girl, whatever. So is this like a collection of hashtags on Instagram or? No. Diss records can't be lies. Great diss records are Oh, God, I thought it was done. (laughs) Oh, God. Greatest records are facts, but here at Young Money, we don't do diss records. We drop hit records and diss you on them. I got a bunch more on cock paws. First of all, you should know better. She doesn't care about gay shit. Um, also, back-to-back and charged up for diss records. So, yes, they are. Just the same way that No Frauds is a diss record. Just because you didn't do it by yourself and you didn't do it for seven minutes <laughs> doesn't mean that it's not a diss record. You diss Remy Ma on it, it's a diss record. Right. What... That was why you put it out. That's why you're writing this Instagram post. What are you talking about? The greats took three months to respond to diss records. Queens don't move on peasant time. Queens shut down Paris, then drop hits on queen time. You did not shut down Paris. Paris continued to operate at standard procedures. Paris, at best, was happy to have you along for the ride. (laughs) I'm sure Paris enjoyed having Nicki Minaj. Please come again, but... Shut it down, sis. With that one tit out in them shorts. (laughs) 
You killed the bitches with them shorts, Nikki. They wasn't ready. I love my fans. Y'all the real MVPs. Been riding my own rap since I was 11. God knows. Next week, I'll beat Aretha for the most hot 100 hits on Billboard by any woman in the world ever in the history of music. Sideline, shout out to the person who made that fake diss record. Of the elite. Did you see that? Mm-mm. It was Aretha Franklin dissing oh Remy Ma and, and Nicki Minaj. In the got to be real voice. I know that Patty oh, LaHale didn't do it. Right. Um, but it was still funny. Okay. Um, stay in your bum ass place. Jelsey gets you nowhere. Love to all my bad bitches. Now I got a countdown of my own for Shanae. You got 72 hours to drop a hit, and I'll give you half a million dollars if you can book any show or interview without mentioning the queen name. On another note, my album is nothing but waves. LOL, my babies, you're going to get your complete life. Love you guys so fucking much. Let's go. No frauds. Change dirt. Regret in yours. Reggie Martin. And shout out to Lady Luck for speaking facts. They act like they didn't see her interview, though. LOL. So I just want to breeze through some of the issues I have here with this very long and unnecessary uh, iOS press release. <laughs> okay, dope. First of all... <clears throat> I don't understand where all of this cockiness is coming from after a a response that was okay at best. You know, like, this is really tough talk for someone who still can't lyrically best the person you mad at Mm -hmm. and who released a record that was, like, acceptable. You know, like... Not outstanding. Not memorable, really, in any significant way. And again, I don't know anybody that is not a hardcore Nicki Minaj stan who feels like you won this. (laughs) I don't. And it doesn't make everyone else a hater, everyone else irrational. It just means everybody else has working ears and a free-thinking mind. Um... So that confuses me, just like it confuses me that you're giving anybody a time constraint to do anything related to music. (laughs) How the fuck you gonna tell this girl? First of all, you said right here, queens don't work on whatever time, but we don't do whatever time. The greats took three months. Then you say you have three days to drop a hit and perform without mentioning my name. Girl, oh girl, you came to this party two weeks <laughs> late. You brought two guests with you that nobody invited. Everybody been at the party having a good time, popping bottles at Ace of Spades. You brought us three mm. strawberries, <laughs> and now I you're trying like, to tell us delicious? to leave. <laughs> Great drink, love them myself, but that wasn't this party. Like, this is a champagne <laughs> affair, and you knew that. And you brought us malt liquor, you and now you're trying flavored malt liquor to tell us to leave this party early and go to the next spot. Get out, like, get out. And um, then want to promote your Zima like it was at all better than the real champagne we had already had. I don't. That isn't it. I'm just so lost. On top of the fact that 
All the Way Up was double platinum, nominated for two Grammys. Mama touched the Formation Tour stage twice. True. Took a picture backstage with her husband and Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Toured, did interviews, all of these things for however long since she'd been out without mentioning your name. And before she threw in all of the shenanigans backstage that we allegedly don't know about, when she <laughs> did talk about you, she would say positive things. So why are we acting yeah. like Remy Ma is incapable of making a hit record right. or touring or promoting herself or being spoken about without mentioning you because she's been doing that for years and if we want to get into the real gag I'm certain that that is where things went left for you as soon as All the Way Up was on the top of Hot 100 yep. and that bitch was popping and Grammys and she performing everywhere and so on and so forth you got you now realizing another rap bitch mm-hmm. from the same city, city. as you yep. who you know correct better than you <laughs> is out here winning Mm-mm, gotta put a stop to that and well, so it is what it is that just confuses me again I enjoy No Frauds as a song. I just think that the behavior afterwards is corny and it's not going to get you a win because you still can't rap better than Remy Ma. Your career is going to be fine because you're beautiful, you're talented, you're great at, you know, handling Mm -hmm. your actual business, you know, and kids love you. So whether or not she responded or not or whether or not she win the rap battle or not, Nikki is going to be fine. And as soon as people who would rather eat her out then speak well, facts. Damn. <laughs> as soon as you accept the fact that she is gonna be fine, win or lose, I think that you'll be at peace with the fact that she lost right. this battle. Yes. Because she just did. It doesn't mean that everybody who feels that way hates her. I don't understand the confusion. Um, and they are really pissed about that too. They're like, very mad. Are y'all gonna go back on the terrible slanderous things you said about Nicki Minaj? No. No, she still she lost. Still she Every way you slice it, she lost. At best, I could say that I like the song because many people were like, well, bitch, I don't know what Iggy Azalea shit she was listening to because <laughs> that shit was trash. I was like, well, I I like the song. I yeah, just don't I feel think... like I was nicer than most people about it. <laughs> like, and that, and that was with a general kind of, hmm, okay, that happened. I went out, they played it at a club and a party and it just, it like, it bounces, it's good. But they also played Sheether in there and whether you want to snatch that shit off of streaming services <laughs> and shit, that shit also goes off. Like, she made better right. use of the ether beat than Nas did and if you don't like it, you're free to fight me or send me your angry <laughs> tweets. Because as I said, she mixed both worlds. She took Nas's roasting and put it right at the beginning with you had a, you had a diamond pink chicken wing chain, you had a <laughs> Left behind the head, and then she got into takeover style facts. So, and you can say good. that they're lies all you want to. Yeah. The beautiful thing about this is that people believe it enough to treat it as it's true, which right. means that you could tell us till you blue in the face that it's not true. It could be, yeah. Of course, you're gonna say it's I'm not. I'm certain true. it's not a hundred percent factual, but I'm. It's true enough for me to not give a shit about all that. So the fact that she said it. <laughs> and the, I mean, right, like, and the fact that she was bold enough to straight up say it, like, and was so clearly addressing you. She didn't try you to prove me wrong if hide wrong. hands or no shit like that. The Nikki same Minaj, way she I'm said before you. you, um, before you was, before you was something, you was a SpongeBob. What did she call her? Uh, oh no, I'm not gonna remember because I have been drinking. So she called her captain of the cum squad, and somewhere in there, she said she was a SpongeBob. Yes, I do recall. And she posted photos or oh, a photo, oh no. very unflattering photo. <laughs> I'm sure of you. Where are the pictures? You say you have before and after pictures of her surgery. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and maybe Remy did have surgery. I really don't know. I haven't been with her every day. I don't care. Life. Right. <laughs> because it's two I things. I also don't care. There's two things about both disc records that I thought were probably, that were lame to me. One of them was the ghostwriting thing, which I'll get to in a second. And the other one was the surgery thing. Because first of all, I've always felt like as long as you are reasonable, who cares? But the difference between Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj, assuming Remy Ma actually did go out and get surgery, is that I wouldn't have known. I, I would not have well, immediately looked at Remy Ma and just guessed that she went and had work done. Mm-hmm. Like, at best, maybe I would be like, maybe she uses waist trainers. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But looking at Nicki Minaj, whether you are looking at her tits <laughs> or ass or nose or whatever, cheeks, whatever it mm-hmm. is that you may think she had work done or didn't have work done there, there's no way that anybody above the age of, like, Seven looks at Nicki Minaj and is like, oh, that's how she was born. So it's just like, it, to me, oh man, y'all are just mudslinging in directions that don't make any sense. Just like the ghostwriter thing now. Yeah. I mean, well, I feel like you're entitled to lie about your life if you want to, but Nicki has directly, like, I know I've heard Nicki Minaj did not have a surgery. So she didn't do it for long, though. I mean, but girl, like, because how could you look at that ass? Are we really supposed to, like, it just so that sort of thing to me that just makes me look at you like, I don't that for me, that's the issue with you having surgery is if you just gone and I mean, and you're entitled to lie if you want to because it's your business, but. It just seems to me like that seems fucked up. Why not be like, yeah, I got surgery because I wanted a bigger ass and I love my new big ass and I'll bend over and you hoes can kiss it. Like, (laughs) what's the point? Like, why lie about it? Also, this Lady Luck thing. She says, shout out to Lady Luck for speaking facts. They act like they didn't see her interview, though. They didn't, girl, because who was going out of their way to hear anything that Lady Luck has to say about anything? I also find this funny because I also said that she needed to find Lady Luck because that's the only person in recent memory that I could think of (laughs) who challenged Remy Ma and came pretty close. So I went back and I watched the Lady Luck interview and I have issues of my own with that because Lady Luck basically says, sitting next to Samaya Reese, who you may remember from the second season of Love and Hip Hop. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um... They're together on that Bravo show. Uh, I can't watch it. I refuse. It's bad. It is bad. I'm sorry. It is poor. We just don't care. Not at all. <laughs> not we almost. We just do not care. Like, I just don't. And y'all aren't entertaining on television. I'm sorry. It's just... I tried. I watched I a couple of episodes. I suffered through a couple episodes. It's just not good. A couple is more than I can First say. First family of hip hop, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. Sorry. It's no. awful. Y'all skating off of y'all grandparents' legacy. <laughs> My <Jesus>. God. Anyway. <laughs> so she says in the interview, um, there was a lot of ranting and anger. Um but three main points that I would like to discuss. The first one was that uh Sheetha was trashed because uh Remy has a horrible flow. This is Lady Luck saying this. Okay. She listened to it once, had great insults. But after that, she couldn't listen to it. It's like almost she could not listen to it just because her flow is awful. And she's always had the same issue. And she just like doesn't know how to stay on the beat and blah, blah, blah. And I actually had to agree with her to an extent in that. I don't think that Remy Ma's flow is awful by any means, but being that I have listened to all of these women rap for a very long time, and I've been a fan of Remy Ma for a very long time, I can say for a fact that she does have moments where she'll, like, rush through a bar mm-hmm. or, like, place a whole bunch of words in one bar. <laughs> You'd be like, that did And it was just be like, that was really, really fast, Remy. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> she's done that for, like, as long as I've I listened to her go. music. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so I did kind of agree with that, but I don't think that she did it much in Sheether, and the parts where she did it didn't affect the heat right. of that record and at no, all. They did. And we <laughs> all know it. And we know this. <laughs> she also um, said something similar to um, Nikki and the rest of the Angry Bitches Online, which is that it's impossible that Remy wrote Sheether. Actually, what she said was it's impossible that Sheether and another one were written by the same person. And she is implying that Remy had Sheether ghostwritten because another one is so different and they sound different and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And her reasoning behind that is that um, she is a rapper. (laughs) Lady Luck says so this. This watch, watch it. She's wow. like, I do this. I am a rapper. I am an artist. Think about the rapper. The artist is another instrument, and it's gonna all gel together, and it's gonna all this other bullshit. I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> Sweetheart, you want me That's to your believe? Proof? You are telling me that Remy Ma had Sheether ghostwritten. And I should believe you because you're just that because great a rapper. a rapper. Yet, Remy Ma, the first of all, well. besides the few aunties and queens that stick around after Housewives of Atlanta and watch your show, the f- most of the few people who have actually heard of you before that <clears throat> only know who you are because of your raps, your battles, rather, with Remy Ma. And you lost both of them. Well done. So if you, like, how am I supposed to just take your word for it? Because you're that rap girl and you just rap and you're that great at it. But the same person you criticize in beat you in a rap battle twice. Not by public opinion. There were judges there together (laughs) who gave her cash prizes both times because they decided that she raps better than you. Now, they were close because I have watched those battles several times for years. And they they were close. Lady Luck can rap. Okay. Like she can rap and she is battle ready. Just not ready for Remy Ma. Got and it. I understand she said that like losing those battles, she was suicidal at one point and suicidal? all that type of shit. <clears throat> have you have you ever watched I mean, the Fight yeah, Club battles? But I would have never thought I would have never thought. I mean, think about it. How many years has it been since then? Lady Luck ain't never had a hit record. Most people have never heard of her. Oh, don't gotcha. know the name of her album, mixtape, none of that. And now yeah. you're sitting up here on this Bravo show that people still barely watch, right. trying to make it happen. All the while, Remy Ma had hit records, went to prison, came right back out, and got another one. And on a better reality show. And on a be- and on the reality show that inspired yours mm. like I get it you know what I'm saying but don't sit up here and expect me to just take your word for it and Nicki Minaj talking about you speaking facts what facts she rap better than you and it's been proven by judges of both of y'all peers like you lost your money to her more than once girl what? but I'm supposed to believe that she had that ghostwriter first of all let's just be honest and this is why I said the ghostwriter thing is whack I didn't like it when when Remy did it because the whole point of a ghostwriter is to be ghost all y'all niggas in fact most rappers have them it's just about how much the ghostwriter actually contributes to the stuff that you're hearing but most rappers have some unnamed face some random bitch that is in the studio with them saying oh this the flow I rap it like this this is what it should be called here's the hook and yes some of them write full out verses for rappers and some of your favorite rappers have verses Verses that you rap along to that they ain't write none of it to and they have some verses that they wrote the whole thing so it's just like 
the throwing around the Ghost Rider thing from Remy to Nikki to everybody involved, it's just like, we could be here all day. I thought it was whack when Meek did it. Because yeah. even if Drake does have people writing for him, Drake has been yes. poetic and doing <laughs> sure all that ra- that rappy shit. He was writing in fucking black and white composition books and shit when he was on Degrassi. Mm. We know that nigga is capable. How much people outside of him have contributed to what we know today? Mystery. And it can stay that way for, all, for as far as I'm concerned. Right. Drake is an industry. The same way that Nicki Minaj is an industry. Whether they write their music or not, mm-hmm. they've built something, a package right. that makes them bread and has made them successful. Right. And that's why you love them so much. The difference between Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj was able to build that that package mm-hmm. when nobody was paying any attention to female rap. Right. Go back to the headlines when Nicki Minaj was popping and Pink Friday was about to come out. Everybody was saying she reopened the doors to female hip-hop because she really made labels yeah. reconsider signing women in hip-hop. She didn't have no competition. She never had anybody being like, bitch, I can rap better than you because I'm here right next to you too and I'm also a fly bitch to rap better than me, bitch. No, nobody was paying attention to any rap girls until Nicki Minaj created that package. But it doesn't mean she's the best rapper out. Remy Ma not, may not be the best rapper yeah. out. Like, Fat Joe said in an interview, why are we neglecting the fact that Young M.A. is out here spitting flames? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And on tour with 21 Savage. Also a New Yorker. Bars. Keeping her motherfucking head low yes. and being quiet. Knee deep in puss. <laughs> like, out here with that girl. With that girl. And that's fine. You know, I don't. Young M.A. is 24 years old. That's what I tell myself every time I start to feel a way about that. She is 24 years old. So I'm letting it go. I give Young M.A. and Tori Briggs to, like, the summer or oh, fall yeah. oh, to have yeah. a dramatic lesbian breakup. It's going down and on then, Instagram live. But you know they are going to be involved with each other, a la Stevie and Jocelyn, <laughs> for the next few years. Oh, yes. Hating each other, breaking each other's shit. <laughs> like, just getting on each yes. other's Yes. is going to have all the hoes. Tori's going to go back to dick for a little minute, mm-hmm. but still be pissed. Yeah. I know how this whole thing goes. And then it's going to be Instagram pictures talking about, yeah, your bitch always come back to my strap. Right, <laughs> Shit exactly. Like this. I can't wait. I'm excited for it's it. It's gonna now. be great. Like, I just can't. We wait. need good old black lesbian drama. Not too much, but I lo- a like a little bit. I love the hot sauce song. I love that she is aware of you know her market and making that New York bop mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But when it comes to like that, is not even a fraction of Young Amaze's lyrical ability. Like when she, she get puts rap. that bitch can rap. And I have guess worn what? Out her EP, man. I cannot wait for her album. She can rap better than Nicki Minaj. Uh, that's no secret. That's n- <laughs> yes, absolutely. I don't think anybody would disagree with you. So you know what I'm saying. God forbid they were to get into it. Young and May would eat her ass alive too, and they probably they don't even know each other. So it's just like, I guess I say all that to say again. Nicki Minaj will be fine. I hope her album is good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's awake, and that somebody actually challenged her, even though she lost. I know that we are going to have many more singles and features that are going to be she continuous is. jabs <laughs> at Remy Ma in the situation again, over and over and over. She's going to be shading her over and over and over, and probably piss Remy off enough. To also take another shot. Like, this ain't oh, over. Lord. All, I, it's over for me. And I was just about to say, I hope it is, though. Like, let's... Uh, Nikki finally responded. You can feel how you felt about She's the response. Done. Let's box it up and move on. She's not done, Everybody. Though. She ain't done. Raymond Ma was literally on Instagram Live the other day talking about McDonald's fries and how much she loves the ones in the Bronx. Laughing. 
child telling her mama to get off of the phone with Uber. I'm about to come pick you up, take you to fish market. Like she was just driving down, went to the movies with her husband afterwards. She does not care because she knows that she won. I but I know it. that Nikki is going to continue to take jabs at her. The barb is going to continue to take jabs at her and she's going to say something again. This ain't done. It okay. just needs to well, be. Well, amen. And that is that. Nikki, you will be absolutely fine. And please leave Radio Disney out of it because all of your little hot 100 pop girls don't need to be involved in none Talk of this. about Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande are on team Nikki. I had no idea that they were sandwiches. This is such a surprise to me and you girls. <laughs> Mass text messages asking the girls <laughs> to post that whether she did it or PR did it, they were yeah. asking the pop girls to be involved. Yeah. And everybody, you know how I know? Yeah. <laughs> because Ariana Grande let the gag out the bag. <laughs> that bitch was like, I'm not getting involved in any of that beef shit. What I'll do is I'll post your party <laughs> next door song, girl, because I don't, I'm not affiliating myself with people that shoot bitches. Wow. So <laughs> you can have that other song. I'll post the pop one. Party next door didn't write it. Okay, whatever. That's what it sounded like. But. <laughs> I don't really care That's about that. That's the it. one I'm post, and you colored girls can get into your. Because what I know about that one is that she's already shot someone. <laughs> right. So I'm just so. going to stay right over here in my Caucasian Latina business. I do not Thanks so much. Mama is full Italian. <laughs> oh, my bad. Why? Tough. Oh, I was thinking of Selena Gomez. Yeah, no. Selena Gomez got a little yeah, bit of that in her, so bad, she thought she bad. was bopping. And she turned the camera to whoever her passenger was, and her passenger looked at her like, get that shit <laughs> off of me. Remy Ma shoots people. Like, who is really supposed to be like, you're proving everybody's point, Nikki. Selena Gomez? Who, who the fuck cares? Cares? What the fuck? How Waverly Place feels about it? Nobody. Are you telling me the girl who played Beatrice in the Ramona movie? Like, what? This is your cosign? When I heard Sheetha, I was just, I was like, I cannot wait to get a response from T. Nasha. Like, I, I need you. to know how she feels about this. I hate things. you so much. Like, why are you trying to involve everybody else in this? People that, people that, those of us who care about rap could not give less of a fuck about, though. Like, that's the thing. You really picked, you didn't even, it wasn't even R&B girls. Like, it was. Right. It wasn't even black girls. Jesus <laughs> was like, Remy in trouble now. <laughs> You have oh, fucked God. up, Reminisce Mackie, because she has, the squad is on your ass. Let me oh, tell you something. Nikki. When Selena Gomez and, and, and Ariana Grande get to spraying, right. it's going to be a you problem. You bitches better take cover. And that was something that was triggering for me because we know that that's what Taylor Swift does and mm. did. Made a song about how much she don't like Katy Perry and invited yeah. every pretty woman she could possibly think of who was famous yeah. to be in a video with her. You couldn't do it by yourself? And see, all that just screams to me insecurity. Like, Desperate. Like, know that you are not as good as this person. Been new. So you gonna scramble and trying to find other ways to make yourself look better than her because you know lyrically you cannot do it. Damn, that's sad. Oh, that's sad, ain't it? That is so sad. That is so sad. You ain't got a front for us. You You don't have to do no half-ass responses and me trying to act like, oh, I'm going to respond to you, but I'm I'm not pissed. We make hit records, not disses. Oh, okay, girl. Well, ask your ex that. Because those were back-to-back disc records, just like this is a disc record. And if you were actually 
as much of a rapper and you do this and your pen is so great. Like you like to say, when you shade everybody else that can't rap as good as you, then you would have known then you would have saluted then and you would have been here quicker than you were, but you didn't, you took the L and that's okay. I hope her album is great. And I hope that blue Ivy is still allowing you to speak to her mama. But, <laughs> Cause we know how she is. Cause we know how she is. The twins are coming. They don't have time for the mess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she just blue Ivy's in preparation shot. mode. She ain't got time for extras and external, external conflicts, things of that nature. She's focused and she's ready. You so. call Beyonce's number from Nicki Minaj's phone. You probably get a message from Blue Ivy that says, if you would like to make a call <laughs> to my mama, don't. Blue Ivy probably has the Bluetooth on Beyonce's phone on but set up on her Apple Watch so she can just decline Beyonce's Absolutely. phone. Who is the no, no, no. We got mommy yoga coming up in 20 minutes. Absolutely not. She's not about to get your blood pressure up being we're not doing it. You can text her later. Well, that we is done? just about it for this section of the show. Um, send all of your anger on over to your mama because she's probably oh. the only one oh who may give a solid liquid or gas fuck <laughs> about how you feel about anything that was said today. All right, let's take a break. All right, so we're back and now it is time for listener letters. It is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. Um, so remember the young person who emailed us last week and she was like, I don't know if I should quit my job because they're getting on my nerves yes. and all that. So she sent in an update and said, two of my friends listened to the read and knew that that letter came from me. Yay. <laughs> but 45 minutes after I sent you that email, I went on ahead and wrote my two week resignation. Word. I did that to keep it professional and to squeeze two more checks out that job because of the way the pay periods are set up. I don't think I've ever felt so good. She said in my Dustin voice, thanks for the candidness <laughs> and the advice. So I'm glad good. it worked out for you. There ain't nothing so wrong good. with quitting girl. Nothing at all. So woo, whatever you needed to do for yourself. I agree. All right. Our first letter this week comes. I'm sorry. Our first letter this week comes from Unique. She says, I am 23. My name is Unique. And yes, you can say my real name because I want my boyfriend to know exactly who the fuck is saying this. I know. That's right. Let's do this. Okay. So I have been on and off with this guy for about eight years. We started when we were 15 years old in high school, but we took a break and I had two kids by his used to be best friend who is absent, but that's cool. Mm -hmm. They call my boyfriend daddy and he is a great dad. They don't even know their quote unquote real dad. But anyway, I've been living with my boyfriend for three years now and we split everything. We're both in college and everything is great because we're super focused, but this nigga won't marry me. I don't give a fuck about a wedding. I could go to the courthouse, but he always gives excuse after excuse. I can't give you a big wedding or I can't afford a nice ring. I don't know what to do. Please help me. I have a family with this man and he is my first love and I don't want to leave him. P.S. The sex is amazing. Love you guys. Yeah, I know sex Two pieces. I feel like unique. You didn't even have to include that in the P.S. because I feel like I knew it. Yeah. So. It's usually got a lot to do with it. I... Mm, the thing is, anytime somebody, anytime somebody has the question of how do I make this person commit to me further, my gut reaction is to say, why do you want to force somebody into feeling that way about you? And I just agree with that. I just, the thing is, I understand like you want to get married and that's like a dream of yours. But if y'all are in school and working and raising two children, that sounds like a lot of stress already. And maybe it's just like, 
easier for your boyfriend to kind of be there for you as like a partner and a husband and trying to grow up and being a daddy at such a young age and, you know, trying to go to school and trying to pay bills. It's like a lot going on and he doesn't want to further complicate things. For me, it would be more like I just don't want the person that I love and care about to feel like they have been forced into being with me. I don't want you to feel like you can't get out of this. I have always felt pretty much that same way, maybe from a slightly different perspective, because my thinking would be less about you and more about me. Because I would <laughs> I would always be thinking, like, you married me because I forced you to or because I pressured you into it. And, mm-hmm. like, now we're here. I'm always going to be thinking, like, did you really want to be my husband this whole time? Like, yeah. I want you... You don't need to be super enthusiastic and be like, oh, what color this and da 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 da. Cause <laughs> I mean, honestly, I won't give a fuck about that shit either. But right. at the very least, I want you to want to be married to me as much as I want to be married to you. And right. if I don't feel like you want to be married, even if you're making excuses or whatever, I'm just going to let it be. Now, if it gets to a point where I need, I feel like I'm not feeling fulfilled and I need to walk away, then you got to make the difficult decision and steps to go through all of that. But I kind of, I agree with you that maybe for him right now really just isn't a good time. And you just got to chill and see where things go. But I just can't suggest Mm -hmm. that you do anything if that nigga is not showing that he really wants to be married right now leave it alone because he's just gonna resent you even if he's like okay yeah sure let's go ahead and do it he's gonna resent you the whole ass time you don't want to be married like that you want the nigga to be jumping over brooms with you too and and flinging garters or whatever they do with long ass boring ass weddings right and i would encourage you to ask yourself why you want to get married so badly yeah what exactly about that is going to i don't know i mean i'm sure there's lots of like emotional reasons or things like that but I'm thinking more of a like like logistically what really changes if y'all go down to the courthouse and get married so like is it really that big of a deal like for you to be pushing it on him maybe it's best for y'all both I mean 23 is young as shit girl y'all y'all got a lot longer to go in life so maybe just kind of chill out enjoy the relationship try to let it be what it is but forcing somebody at any time, it's just it's never going to work out in your favor because they're either going to get mad that you're trying to force them in the first place and leave or go along with it and then start to resent you and leave eventually anyway. I so. mean, I know that there are a lot of like legal um, perks and and things like that that come along with being married to someone and. You know, visitation, like weird little like government shit and <laughs> stuff that comes along with being married to someone. But I've never really paid attention to most Tax of those breaks things. breaks and things like that. But I don't really care about marriage at this point in my life, like personally. Uh, so I've never paid it. But I just know that there are a lot of things that come along with being married to somebody that are important, especially if it's somebody that you love and you want to be with forever. But yeah no chill wait see where things go and it's a legal business decision it's not some light thing that you can just back right on out of so and i mean if you believe in the lord then it's like you want to be forever and all that type of shit even though most christians well i mean we we don't don't have to we don't have to we're not 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 doing all that so good luck to you girl (laughs) try to just chill out relax and enjoy your man would be you know uh my recommendation to you but let us know how it goes our next question comes from annie 
Who says, I hope you both are staying warm and safe in this snow. Thanks, <laughs> girl. Let me tell you, I stayed at home the whole day of the blizzard. Sure did. did not prime my door now. one time. <laughs> it was delightful. So Annie says, I have a five-year-old daughter and I've been deliberately teaching her to love herself, like her skin, hair, gap teeth, um, and all of those things for all of her life. I want her to understand that she is black and beautiful. As a little background, I wasn't conscious of being black until I was called the N-word by a white girl on the playground when I was in fourth grade. So I want to make sure my daughter has a better foundation. While we were in a store over the weekend, my daughter brought me a white Barbie and asked if I would buy it for her. I told her that I would not because I would rather her have a doll that looks more the way like she does. We were in the store with my mother and my mom looked very embarrassed by what I said and bought the doll anyway. I was upset, but I ultimately told my daughter that it was fine for her to have the doll and she just had to leave it at her grandmother's house. Later, I told my husband this story and his response was, what if you overheard a white woman telling her daughter the same thing? My immediate thought was that they do that all the time. And so needless to say, I went off. I'm curious to know how y'all would have responded in this situation. I know you don't have children, but you do have younger kids in your lives. How do you influence them to embrace their blackness? I think it's so important to do it early and in a positive way. Thanks in advance. Love you so much, Annie. When I had both um, toy drives for the holiday, mm-hmm. I've done two so far. And both years I've gone to Target or some other toy store. And every like figure or toy, if it was a person, I never bought a white one. Because <laughs> I just, I knew where a lot of these toys end up going. Yeah. And... I feel the same way that that you feel. Like, I would want for my child to have dolls that look like them. That's why they make white dolls. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's why they make them baby dolls in the first fucking place. Because you want, you know, not that it matters or it should matter, but I do think that it is important that uh, children have that visibility and understanding from a very young age. So I don't think that, I don't think it would have been as as problematic as if a white parent had said that to their child. You know what I'm saying? Because if you go to Target right now and you walk down them, them toy aisles, you will see 500 white toys and you will see a handful of black ones. Yeah. Right. And like on the same aisle. You know what I'm saying? So you can get white doll, white dolls all day long. It's plenty of black kids, you know, Latin kids, Asian kids, two mm-hmm. parents just buy them whatever. They pick a toy, they don't give a fuck what it is, and their parents right. buy it, and so they don't even think about that type of thing. I think it's different for us, because we're always having right. to fight to be represented, and then have a white to- a black toy that actually looked like a black person, right. and not the Barbie, just a different color or something like that. <laughs> so, I think that there is a, there's a lot that comes a lot more that comes with teaching kids about themselves and loving themselves through those types of things. Whereas with white children, I think it would be more about like understanding of respecting others and difference and being different and that type of thing. Um, right. I mean, it's quite different when you are the dominant person in society and all the fucking dolls look every like single you one anyway. Looks like, you. like that's your husband. That was, that was a reach. Because it just, those two things aren't the same. Like mm-hmm. white children have never had a shortage of representation in anything. So in fact, if I was, I mean, I can't say if I was a white parent, but in my mind, <laughs> like if, 
I took my white kid to the store and they wanted a black toy, I would buy it for them just based off the fact that there has to be something incredible going on in your mind that yeah. you see all of these toys that look just like you and you want this. I'm like, why do you want this toy? Well, I mean, and if they already have a bunch of white toys at home, maybe like, oh, this looks like my friend at school. This Right, exactly. Did you hear the story about the kid who like went and shaved all of this little boy who went and shaved all his hair the off? The little white boy who got a Because he wanted... <laughs> Or whatever. What did he get? Was he, it, like, it was basically like because his his friend, his bestie, had right. a Caesar. Right. So he did the best that he could. <laughs> I guess they, that would be a buzz cut. It was adorable. He wanted the teacher to not so know which one was which. Right. He thought if they had the same haircut, the teacher couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> and I saw a retweet <laughs> when I saw the the story initially. It was because somebody retweeted it and said, "And that teacher better acted like they didn't know what the <laughs> fuck was going on." That's right. My children are so pure. If I was a teacher, I'd have been like, "Where did you go?" Oh my god. Goodness, which one? Where is Isaiah? Where is Cody? Honestly, <laughs> I would have been upset with my mother because I don't know why you would have found that so embarrassing and not important. I would have been upset for you buying the damn toy in the first motherfucking place after I told my mama would have huh. been upset at her mama if that was because I know that right. for a fact. My mom would have been like this is mine. Right. This one is mine. Let me tell you something. You did your job. Right. Your mother undermined your authority as your daughter's mother to me to just be like, oh girl, your mama don't nobody care about. Which I guess grandmothers do all the time. That's their line, their lane to do. But you is, don't do that right in front of my right, black in front ass of her face. face. Right. right. <laughs> At least wait till I walk away and sneak and buy it. Me mom, damn. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's anything yeah. wrong with what you're doing or the way that you're approaching things. I do, you know, think that it's just as important for her to understand um, that while, you know, she is beautiful and she is important in all of these things, you know, she's got to have, like, a sense of unity and love for people, period. But that has to start with her. And I think it's harder for kids of a certain race to hear that and understand that and really grow up with that confidence um, as opposed to white kids who can really just do whatever the fuck they want to and be told that they're fucking amazing all of the time. Right. Because black kids have parents that don't think to do that or care to do that. You know what I'm saying? You're actually loads of parents like I said before wouldn't even think about that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah, wouldn't even give people. a fuck they'd just be like don't touch anything or you may have one I don't care as long as it is no more than thirteen ninety nine. Right. whatever <laughs> you know like that. so you're fine you're not doing anything wrong at all yeah. and if a white mama said that that would have been completely different it's, it's in my opinion right I, no I if, a, if I heard a white mother tell her daughter that she can't have a Latino or black or Asian doll because she wants her to have dolls that look like her I would first of all wonder how a five year old white girl managed to make it through life and never get a white doll <laughs> that's what I would thank you <laughs> because exactly. that doesn't make any sense how do you not have one white toy no it would probably sound more like I only want you to have dolls that look <laughs> the way we look it would have because to because white power that's what that sounds like. <laughs> like I just don't understand how that is like right because confusing. because as a as a former black girl, I did have the occasional black doll, but they coexisted with the white ones because white ones were everywhere. Exactly. So, like anyway. all the little baby dolls that you put the little fake bottle up to their face, oh, and yeah. baby born, My and all those stuff, they were just the white one painted black. Right. So, it nothing wasn't even... different about the facial features, even like. Ugh. So anyway. You're talking about an industry that barely even gives a fuck about the representation or your kids having toys that looked like them up right. until recently. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, right. At least I get it, sister. You ain't do shit wrong. <laughs> Buy her whatever she wants, but make sure she gets the, you know, curly haired 
Yeah. I do think you asked your five-year-old to make a political decision that she was not prepared to make. (laughs) Like, you tell her, I want you to have dolls that look like you is valid and real, but she's five. So she was like, I mean, that's nice, but, like, I want the doll. (laughs) Like, I don't. So I probably would have been like, you know, mommy doesn't, you know think that these are the best toys or whatever but if grandma wants to buy it for you then you can have it at her house like maybe something like that if your mother had not jumped in the way she did and just been like girl you being dumb and bought the doll like I probably would have tried to position it to the little girl in that way but you I feel like I'm picturing telling myself a five-year-old that she can't have a doll because it's white and her looking back at me like I don't care that she's white, you know, because kids don't give a shit about that type of thing. Yeah, they don't give a shit about that type of thing. But, but that's why it, you the right. way you use your words is right. the most important. Exactly. I wouldn't tell you you can't have this doll because that's a white doll. Like <laughs> I would say the exact same thing that yeah. it seems like it was worded. Like have a doll that looks like you that's pretty and beautiful the way that you are. Yes. Or just be like, I'm just going to buy you this shit. And I'm not having no conversations with you. And You'll tell your it. husband to chill out with this. What if a white girl shit? Because, huh? mess and lies <laughs> and let's not base our behavior off of what white people would do Please. okay white people the original colonizers <laughs> these the people that behave <laughs> the base their behavior of what we do right uh, people who want to be uh, let's not do this so our last question comes from actually are we done I feel like we've been running yeah, let's, yeah. Just go let's go ahead and cut it alright send your questions to read at gmail.com we'll be back Okay, so we are back, and it is time for the read. It is. Do you have, like, a long emotional one or not? I do not, so you can feel free to go. I was going to say, I also do not. I just want to talk about this story that I heard out of New Jersey the other day from an elementary school, South Mountain Elementary School. Yeah. In New Jersey, had a fifth-grade class complete a drawing of an event that would occur during your assigned colonial time period, including a poster for a lecture, speech, protest, or slave auction. And so, yes, that means that as part of the regular curriculum, and it came out later that they've been doing this for the past decade, they have children in fifth grade classes designing posters for slave auctions. And I mean, one of them... Is like an advertisement for a 12-year-old girl named Anne who is described as a fine house girl. Wow. Another one says only cash for slaves will be accepted. Another one has them in the big ass, you know, just like these masks, you know, the caricature smiles that, that white people do in blackface. It's got that type of shit on it. There's one that's like an auction type of... Like it's it's like an auction notice on Wednesday the fifteenth at twelve o'clock in the town square, likely and valuable like listing slaves three men aged twenty to twenty six. These are written in ten year old handwriting, colored with people who are who have ten year old hands. Like this is these are children. They are in the fifth fucking grade. So I don't know which. I don't know which parent found out in the first place, but they have made this big Facebook campaign with like pictures of all the different posters and like different administrators in the school system that you can contact, you know, with your complaints and all this. The superintendent sent home a note saying that the project has been part of their larger colonial American unit 
that again they have been doing for the past 10 years but apologize that everybody was mad and now they've taken the posters down because that was the other part of it they didn't just do these posters like for homework and then turn them into the teacher the posters were then displayed in the school hallways so that all of the elementary age students of all colors and ethnicities could walk down the halls and see literal advertisements for kids their age being sold into slavery. This is not in the South. This is not in 1916. This is 2017 New Jersey, United States, Donald Trump's America. Like we have this type of shit going on. And so, of course, the main argument is kids should be educated about slavery and lots of things were horrible and they should know about all this stuff that's going on. And that is true. But first of all, if we are going to teach children about slavery, it should be age appropriate. Not saying that we lie and call slaves indentured servants like some of y'all want to do to these textbooks in Texas. Hmm. Not saying we do that, but it should be certainly tailored to the age of the children. Secondly, any assignments should be Uh, once more adjusted to the age of the children and the appropriateness of the situation. If you were going to have kids do an art project in relation to colonial America, it should have been that shit like where you try to churn butter in a jar or, you know, sew a tiny little replica of the American flag or some shit like that. Have them make a little wooden rocket chair. I don't know, bitch. You're going to have to get up, come up with something far more creative than telling kids they should design slave auction posters and then display them in the school for everybody to How fucking see worse I, like it couldn't get i really don't even know how y'all got away with this for the past 10 years like it's kind of stunning to me that y'all did manage to do this for 10 whole years but apologizing for any you know unintended hurt or whatever it doesn't fix this you don't get to just be like oh well i know that what we did was really fucked up and we may have caused your children some severe emotional trauma but we're really sorry and if it makes you feel better we won't make them look at it again girl what these are the people your children spend more time at school than they do with pretty much anywhere else these are the people charged with their not just their education but their safekeeping and they are supposed to be these are adults they are operating in a position of authority and they should have children's well-being at the front of their minds at all times and that includes physical emotional that includes in every way that a child should be protected that should be happening and this assignment directly affects it just i can't even speak to how fucked up i don't know how y'all ever got the idea that 10 year old children should be doing some shit like this it just and whichever kkk member who is on this school board decided it would be a great idea or working in this elementary school to post that shit on the fucking walls everybody needs to be fired Everybody, whoever developed the curriculum needs to be fired. Teachers who enforced that and did not think critically about it for half a fucking second should be fired. Whoever was taping them holes on the wall, the principal, the entire administration, all y'all need to fucking go. And the thing is, what really is fucked up about it is that nobody's really going to care. And they're going to have a couple of town halls or something and people are going to be mad. But ultimately, they won't be forced to do anything about it because nobody really cares when you hurt black kids. 
Nobody really cares. It was like that story of the little girl, I think that was in Texas, remember? And she went off on like a weekend trip or something with her classmates and came back and they yep. had dragged oh her around God. with a rope. It's just like that. It's like nobody, you can be as abusive as you want to, as violent with your words or your imagery as you want to towards little black children and ultimately you will suffer no repercussions. And it just makes me so fucking sick. Nothing about this is okay. And if I was a parent and my daughter came home and broke out her fucking, the the money I spent on her to have that 500 pack of Crayolas and starts coloring in a fucking slave auction, let me tell you how I'm going to take that post to the school the next day and shove it up the ass of the first teacher I see. that's exactly what's gonna happen like shit idea the the way that y'all dropped the ball on this is just it's inconceivable it's inconceivable unlike anything i've ever heard like white people like y'all act like slavery was like a fun joke like (laughs) it couldn't have been that bad lol you guys remember we was like we like downloaded an app like slavery and we would like go on and like filter you guys by like ability and light skin and hair texture and we would like buy you guys on like fertility like like you act like it is just like it was nothing it was no big deal like it's not the whole reason you have the privilege that you have in society right now like the fact that we weren't oppressed for so many years and built your fucking country for you while y'all sat back and developed generational wealth isn't exactly why you can do this right now and moonshine you shit on people you take everything from them and then you shit on them and tell them that their abilities ain't shit when their abilities are the whole reason you have anything (laughs) white people are deluded I'm sorry. I'm done. I just, that pissed me off so bad. Kids, man. Fifth fucking grade. Ridiculous. Somebody would have died. Describing like three Negro men for sale. 26 hard worker or whatever. Like literally like kids redesigning slave auction. Anyway, I'm done. Do the fuck better. Um, okay. Well, for me, I guess I don't even really have one, but I just wanted to say to him that nobody cares about Snoop Dogg's video, bro. Like, (laughs) oh God, (laughs) nobody cares. You have bigger problems, girl. (laughs) He tweeted, can you imagine what the outcry would be if Snoop Dogg, failing career and all, had aimed and fired the gun at President Obama jail time? He's talking about a music video that Snoop Dogg released. It's a remix of a song called Lavender by Bad Bad Not Good. And somewhere in the video, there's a clown that basically looks like an Oompa Loompa, like exactly like one. Okay. Um, but dressed like Donald Trump instead. So he's got the orange face and everything, just like Donald Trump, and the wig <laughs> and everything. And at some point, Snoop holds out a plastic toy gun and pulls the trigger, and the little bang sign comes out, right. like in a 19. 19- 20s <laughs> fucking yeah. silent film about some dastardly villain with a curly mustache. <laughs> so this pissed off that guy. I just feel Last like president. 
First of all, thank you to Forbes and everyone else who made it clear that Snoop Dogg over the past 10 years has made $124 million. And he hasn't even really been like at the forefront of hip hop as a performing nope. artist. Nope. Mostly just being a legend yep. and cooking random shit with Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, so failing career, no. He's just living off of all of the money he already made and having Woo. a good time. <laughs> um, now, as far as your... Um, the rest of this tweet goes first of all leave Obama alone like haven't you learned by now that you should just shut your ass up when it comes to him like aren't you and your whole squad scared shitless now (laughs) because you decided that you wanted to imply that Obama was wiretapping your shit trying to put you out there or whatever and Obama was somewhere jet skiing or motherfucking throwing throwing darts or taking shots of fucking Ducey or something and just minding his business getting texts about this laughing right because you have lost it. Like, you've been lost it. But why are you still talking about this man? Like, he <laughs> suffered eight years of y'all's shit and is just out here minding his business wearing gorgeous, gorgeous you know, shoots, suits. gorgeous suits. Looking so good. Michelle is out here giving you... In a full heel. I mean I a full entire one. A little coat and just full flare. And a relaxed attitude. I'm just... <laughs> they are good. And here you are still, like, you know that the majority of the people who put you in office right now hate him so much for whatever random fucking disgusting reasons that you know anytime that you fucking up or doing something stupid, which is every waking moment of the day, you just like, oh, well, let me run back to the bitches that these niggas hate. Obama, Obama sucks. And he's never watched House of Cards. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Like So annoying. Um... But past that, like, the actual question, can you imagine what the outcry would be if Snoop Dogg, failing career and all, had aimed and fired the gun at President Obama? People literally Mm. created Obama dolls and hung them off of the side of the freeway in places like Missouri and, like, burned them at the stake, had them hanging in trees and fucking college campuses and all kinds of shit. Like, what are you talking about? People threatened violence with no problem against Obama for years. And they were for reasons like him saying nice things about gay folk or just feeling like a woman should be able to do whatever (laughs) she wants with her uterus. Oh God, we should make an Obama doll and stick a combat knife through its face and then hang it up in front of a Waffle House. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? People are doing these types of things because you're a fucking dumbass and you have no business being in the position that you are. You are just coasting by, probably sitting in the Oval Office playing Temple Run or something while actual capable evil white folk continue to ruin our fucking country. And you, the thing that's fascinating <coughs> about this is that you would run to Twitter with all of the bullshit <laughs> that you have going on right now, your entire administration bursting at the seams with fail, and you are addressing <laughs> Snoop Dogg on Twitter? Like, that is how it's egotistical and insecure this man is. He is batty. Like, <laughs> nuts. Because, bro... The whole world is on your ass looking for any, any misstep. 
so we can grab you by your coattails and throw your ass out like Jazzy Jeff <laughs> on Fresh Prince. Just, ah! Uh, just toss him right out the front door. And you sitting up here talking to us about Snoop Dogg. Like, anybody feels bad about someone dressing up like a clown and pretending to shoot at it with a toy gun in a music video. People don't like you, bro, because you're a horrible dickhead. <laughs> They just don't. And you are the president. Guess what? The same way that Obama had to endure the bullshit from people for eight years. And he was doing his job and really didn't fuck with people like that. Not like you do. That is just something that you're going to have to do. Even if you were a kind person. If it were the other way around and Hillary Clinton won, they would be doing the same shit to mm-hmm. her. Right. That's presidency. Right. It is. Some people going to like you and some people aren't going to like you. It just so happens that a whole lot of people don't like you. <laughs> so you're going to have to deal with that. And you should instead apply that anger and frustration into the actual office and making a difference. Hopefully a good one. But we're going to have to sit back for as long as you're in office hopefully not much longer and just see you continuously tweeting about melissa mccarthy and alec baldwin and snoop dogg (laughs) and kendrick lamar and chance the rapper and anybody else that done been on 106 and park or trl or something (laughs) at one point rather than worrying about what the fuck a president does yeah Donald Trump is a Twitter hoe. Like, literally. He cares about pop culture. That's he what the is president, a Twitter honey. The president focuses the majority of his tweets on like mess and garbage, shit that does not matter, and then spends the rest of it lying on people. So it's just like. At least Sean Spicer is very clearly giving Saturday Night Live uh, ammunition because I think that low key Sean Spicer lives for the fact that Melissa McCarthy <laughs> plays him and that it's funny because I just read something about him saying some making up some excuse for that wiretap and shit like well he never actually said that obama wiretapped it that's not the word he used like like he has to be saying and and i want for her to say this this time and and i really do enjoy gum i like gum a lot like i think that everybody else kind of lives but you can tell that it eats at donald trump's soul because for whatever reason in that crazy loopy brain of his i think he really thought that everybody was going to celebrate him and we were all gonna fall down to the floor like jafar made jasmine do with that (laughs) spell spell. bow down to him we were all gonna make donald trump dildos and just and sleep with them under our pillows at night we don't like you but no we don't and he wants it to be illegal to make fun of the president and it just isn't it will never be you did it you You did it you get the same respect that you gave president barack obama which is none right it's less than none and so that's exactly what you deserve and I love being a part of that. Like, you are making your whole squad, Republicans, conservatives, everybody look so pussy. Really because at the very least, what you should be able to do is, yes, I'm a villain, and here I am, the president. <laughs> what are you going to do about it but be mad? <laughs> right? Not only am I, am I a villain, bitch, I'm powerful as fuck. Y'all to be scared. Shut the fuck up before I ruin your life. Like, own your evilness. <laughs> Like, your whole attitude should be a Nicki Minaj comment section. Like, that's what everything, it should be a Nicki Minaj (laughs) caption. You should be a no frauds response. (laughs) Like, that's how you need to be. Let's not give him no ideas. (laughs) 
He's never going to do that because he is like mentally unstable and not fit to be the president. He is more worried about being celebrated and being, you know, looked at as this bad, all powerful bitch. Like, I really think that we could possibly do him like Aladdin did Jafar. Like, if he could be a genie, we could just trap him in a bottle and throw that shit in the ocean because he'd take it. Yes. He is. Yes. He is more worried about what people think about him than actually being a good president. Thank you. You you have the self-esteem of a teenage girl. And I'm here to tell you. <laughs> you're so worried about what people are saying about you. And you Snapchat. ain't even Regina. You're Gretchen. Like, you're not even Gretchen. You're Karen. You're like, Karen. You are Karen. Oh, my God. He's it's like Karen. I have ESPN or something. You are literally... <laughs> Karen feeling your breasts in the rain to know if it's raining. <laughs> that is you in a nutshell. And I'm just disgusted. Whoa. And if you ask most people if they prefer you or Snoop Dogg, they will probably say Snoop. Mm-hmm. They probably will. And I know that that steams your broccoli. And that's the only good thing about you being president yeah. is that I know that I can continue to at least tweet and retweet horrible things about you. Mm-hmm. And it hits that shit hurts your yes. entire core, and I'll take it. And one day, Lord willing, I'm going to hear the headline that Donald Trump has died. And, <laughs> I, you know, knowing that that day is going to come, it keeps me going a Eventually. lot of the time. <laughs> one day it's going to happen. So, <laughs> I just hold on to that. Well, just like whether it's soon or it's later. I just hope that I am still here Look, I when I get to hear the headline. The oh, George Zimmerman has died. Oh, like I just got the body roll. If I will hit nothing that else. If nothing else, God, just let me be here when that happens. Yes. Like I just want I to be alive when they say that that nigga has died. Hopefully, in a slow, painful death. Right. It keeps me going too. The more torture, the better. I will take it. Is there video? Like, because I will stream this. I will put that in a codec frame and have it looping on my goddamn, the bar in my fucking apartment. Every day, I will pour myself a drink and watch that nigga die. And then watch Real Housewives or Legion or some shit. Justice. This felt good. Mm. I don't know what's better, that the Hennessy just, or the taste of justice. Just knowing that it has finally been served. Okay, so, let's stop. That's that. something illegal. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Because you know, jail time. Apparently, you're already trying to hunt down Snoop Dogg for expressing his opinion that we right. agree with. It's going to be illegal to talk about him soon. So Bring it on. That wraps up this week's epi- episode. Thank you so much to the folks over at the Public Service Announcement Podcast for having me on their show this week. You can listen to it on iTunes. I had a really good time. Ooh, let me go down there with that. Um, I said some not so nice things about your uh, your friend Darden. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't give. I work with too many different people to be getting involved in all that. <laughs> I <do> um, not care. <laughs> also, uh, my Furious Thoughts live tour kicks off next week in Atlanta on the 24th, and then Dallas on the 25th. If you haven't gotten a ticket yet, you can go to KidFuryLive.com and get tickets for that now in L.A. I will see you on April 1st, San Francisco, April 7th. So that's two weeks so far of shows. If you haven't gotten your ticket yet or your friend hasn't gotten your ticket yet, make sure that they buy it. I will be you know, telling jokes and probably making fun of Donald Trump and his wig some more. Yay. So if you also like to laugh at that fat <laughs> Cheeto face bitch. Like he's like, he's like... Man. You know, like the puffy cheese doodles? <laughs> yes. Like that. Not even Cheeto, because Cheetos are like 
Some cheese doodles are kind of good too. Is that that's the thing? I don't like comparing him to anything that are, that's good. And I like them cheap ass, greasy ass cheese doodles. They good, nigga. They are really good. They Actually, good. I was put like cheese doodles were what I was introduced to first as a child. Like cheese doodles were brought into the home. Oh first yeah, because they were. That's they were, what the candy lady had when they were puffy and they were in that big red bag. Yeah, because it right because they put a whole they put like two hundred in them in yes. a bag. And I remember having <laughs> cheese doodles for the first time. Be like. These are awfully crunchy. Like, this is God, damn. unnecessary crunch. Y'all trying to kill people? Right, like, the quality in these is too high. <laughs> these, right, these are, are supposed to be trashier. These ain't cheap enough. <laughs> that is so real. Donald Trump has to be something nasty. I won't let him have cheese doodles. Baby carrot food is something I called him once. Well, and th- and that works. because. But see, babies enjoy carrot food, baby carrot food, and it makes them smile. And baby smiles are way more positive than he deserves. But see, babies also smile for all kinds of reasons, not necessarily because they're happy. It could be because they just farted. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs> Baby. Sometimes when Link vomits, it's orange. <laughs> When she eats too fast and she pukes. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Okay. Link I vomit. like that. Link vomit. That does work. Amen. So there you have it. <laughs> you can buy a tour. Fuck Donald Trump. A ticket. Um, And yeah, I think that that just about wraps it up. We've been here for a while and the friend zone is recording after us. Oh, right. Thank you to Jesus and Meryl for having me on your show last week. That was fun. Go check it out on Viceland if you haven't. Seen it already. Love them niggas. Very great show. Uh, do we have an acronym this week or are we just getting the hell out of here? Happy birthday, Asante! Happy birthday, Asante. Belated now, but you already know. And the acronym for this week is DBS. It's Do Better Stand. Thank I don't you know so why much. the fuck you would have. Yeah, I would have never known. All right, bye, y'all. 